1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
2: 35 seconds to go. Is it an unbelievable finish coming? Try something big, David Cassian to the net. Shot the same made by Freddie Anderson with 29.8 to go.
1: What a chance for Cassian. And Freddie Anderson, one of the stars tonight as the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Edmonton Oilers 3-2. A late rally by the Oilers. They score with a minute 39 to go. They score with 52.2 seconds to go. And then Zach Cassian, who had scored in four straight games, an open look off the rush with 30 seconds left, and Anderson swallows it up to preserve the Toronto victory. That is the save of the game, without a doubt, for Jiffy Lube. Get winter ready at JiffyLoopservice.ca. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 8 o'clock. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, the Oilers almost... Pull off a dramatic comeback to force overtime. Toronto was the better team throughout this game. And Anderson leading the way. Wasn't the busier of the two goalies. But the Oilers had a few great a scoring chances. And he stopped, well, most of them. Drysled a couple in the second period. And then Cassian's opportunity to tie. Uh,
3: he, he was excellent. And when you uh, are on a playoff stretch, as the, as the Leafs are right now, trying to catch the Boston Bruins, you need big games from your goaltender. You need them to come up big at big moments. And, and he was excellent and, and no bigger moment than at the very end when Cassian came in alone. I, I, I tell you, it was, it was a wonderful game by Anderson. One of the reasons that the Toronto Maple Leafs won.
4: Let's go live to head coach Ken Hitchcock. It's, uh, it's a great game to evaluate on. Um, tells you what you got now and what you got moving forward. And when you've got a team that can play at that tempo, especially through the middle of the ice, any mistakes get exposed. Um, anytime that you decide on the ice that you're going to rest, you get exposed. And I thought we hung in there really well. We had a big push at the start of the third period. The third goal took a little bit of the wind out of our sails. But it was, man, from an evaluation standpoint, this was really a rich hockey game. You know, the two best players for me were both goalies and then probably Riley after that. But um, they're a deep team and... The competition's rich, so unless you were on top of your game every shift, you got exposed.
5: So can you mention your goalie, stallers? Did he improve his lot in, in, in your mind, considering you have been playing Koskinen in all the games, so to where he might actually get a game now if you got a back-to-back or something?
4: Yeah, I thought he was really competitive. I thought he was, he looked big in the net. He looked more and more comfortable as the game went on, made big saves early. I was really impressed with him. So that's a really, moving forward, that's another good sign for us. I mean, it's, he it looks like a guy that could help you win a couple hockey games if you need it.
5: Just maybe evaluate your power play tonight, the quality of chances that were there, how you think overall, obviously you didn't get the one you needed, but.
4: I don't think we get enough from the top. So I think we're gonna have to look at that dynamic. We, we just don't, we don't make them turn and face their goalie enough they're able to face us too much. So we have to figure out, I think right now we've hit the wall there. We, we, we're we kind of a one and done. Um, and there's too many times that they get to face the shooters and don't have to face their goalie. And when we do make them face their goalie, they're in real trouble. Uh, but for me, we're we're not creating enough uh, anxiety for them from the top of the zone. And uh, again, it, 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 it's... It, it means that to beat them, you got to make a perfect play. And we had that three or four times. We could have scored three goals on the five-on-three. But still, when you're allowing the other team to face up ice, you've you got to have perfect passing, and it's not doesn't usually work that way. we got to get a way more activity at the net from the top. That's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. The Oilers beaten 3-2 by
1: the Toronto Maple Leafs. His comments courtesy GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices online at gcldiesel.com. Well, Rob, you were talking about Freddie Anderson. Outstanding game for the Maple Leafs at the other end, and Hitch talked about him. Anthony Stoler's makes his first start as an Oiler, and we found out at about 2.45 this afternoon, Hitch announced that Miko Koskinen was ill, Koskinen dressed as the backup, as Bob told us before the game, really did nothing in the warm-up and wasn't on the dressing, wasn't on the bench, so likely in the dressing room or a trainer's room away from his teammates unless he was really needed throughout the game, and Stoller stepped in there, and I, I thought he did a good job. I mean, he makes 40 stops and makes 37 saves.
3: Yeah, no, he, he was good and not an easy situation uh, coming in, in in a game as important as this, going against the Toronto Maple Leaf team that is uh, can score at will, it seems like, at some times. And you're in there, and you don't... I mean, you're just getting to know your teammates. You could tell early in the game There's a couple times where he stopped the puck behind the net. The communication was a little bit off. But as far as stopping the puck, he was excellent. He gave them a chance. Uh, he, he kept them within reach. And I know the others fell one short at the end, but they were always within reach because of the play that Stollers gave them. And I, I don't expect to see... Uh, him getting any starts soon but I know that he's gained the respect of the players with the effort he put in tonight and I don't I don't think that Ken Hitchcock's gonna feel that there's a huge drop off if he has to go to him for some reason down the stretch.
1: Special teams often part of the story. The Leafs went one for two on the power play. Both their goals in or both their power plays in the first period they scored with three seconds left and a penalty to Leon Dreisaitl. Edmonton goes 0 for 4 on the power play a couple in the second period where they didn't get too much accomplished except for the one timer from Leon and then in the third they had a 5 on 3 for 37 seconds. A couple things Hitch said he's referenced across the top we're not getting enough across the top. He's said that before and he said we're not making the penalty killers turn and face their goalie.
3: Well what that means is you're not getting pucks on net so when Hitch is talking about the fact that the penalty killers are always watching the play so they're looking to the outside they're looking at the Oilers and he says you have to make the perfect pass and you're making a pass with the guy trying to defend it. So he's looking at you while you're making the pass that is hard. When you get pucks on it and the defenders now have to turn and try to find the puck and turn and try to come back and help their goaltender out and the puck bounces out, now you can make passes anywhere you want because the defenders aren't looking you in the eye anymore. The others, well, and it, it's it's not just this season. It's been the last couple of years. They don't have a bomb from the back end, uh, so they don't use it often. Now, I think when Darnell Nurse has been there, he is more likely to shoot it than Oscar Clefbaum. He's not afraid to... To put the puck on it, it's usually with a wrist shot, looking for sticks. He had a couple good opportunities. One, I think it was uh, and He hit high slot with a shot from the point tonight, but not enough. And the Oilers are looking to make the cross-ice play. They're looking to go from Nugent Hopkins or Connor McDavid one t- for the one-timer with Leon Dreisaitl. the Problem is all the teams know that now. And was one today where they tried coming across, and the defender, the Maple Leaf, got his stick in front of it. it Leon was open, but the passing lane wasn't. And when you're watching and looking at the players as they're making the plays, it's much harder to get the passes to go where you want them to.
1: Yeah, I I really thought there was one part of that power play where they were just determined that it had to go to Leon. And and the Leafs just all kind of shifted. Okay, we'll just put our sticks here. And and they took that pass away. The Oilers kind of seemed like they, they weren't sure what to do.
3: Yeah, and penalty killers read plays. So they can tell by the positioning. So if Connor McDavid has it on one side, they can tell by the way he's set up. where his body positioning? Where his feet are pointing at? They can tell what his thought process is. And then when you can see it going over a 5-10 second span, you're like, okay, here's the play they're trying to set up. So let's adjust to it. And they pre-planned, they pre-scouted, they knew coming in this is what the go-to is for the Edmonton Oilers. And then when you see it on the ice, now you take that passing lane away. And when you take that away... Now the Oilers are trying to, okay, now what do we do? And they don't really use another play up top, and that's what Hitch was referring to.
1: 3-2, the Leafs knock off the Oilers tonight at Rogers Place. Edmonton now 0-5-1 in its last six games against Toronto, the record for the season at 30-31-7. And, and, and I mean, and teams watch so much video, and, and, and I'm not saying they don't watch video 5-on-5, five five, but a, a lot of the video is special teams, and usually you see... When teams have their schedules the morning of games or or before practice the power play and the penalty kill have Separate meetings, so the guys on those units and a lot of that is going to be video and like you said, it's very hard to To fool anybody, Uh, you you know, and, and if you're relying a lot on one option then teams are going to take that away. and the le- and, uh, Now, Dreisaitl did get that one shot away yeah. on, on the power play where the Oilers got him open, but they just looked so reliant on trying to make that happen in the well,
3: third. Well, if you look around the league, whenever you see a really good power play come in, and for example, the Washington Capitals last year win the Stanley Cup, their power play won them a lot of games. It wasn't... Ovechkin, the one-timer to Ovechkin is the play that they'd love to have. But if it's not open, you saw Carlson from the point blasting away. And then you'd see uh, the puck coming out into the high slot for, for Oshie, he, him blast, blasting away. So they had four options. Whenever For a successful power play, when a guy has a puck on his stick, he has to have four options and options to put pucks on net. So I can give it to this guy, this guy, this guy, this, and they all have to be ready to shoot the puck. When you have a power play that you've got one option or two, much easier to read. And then you start forgetting about guys, and that's where you see the penalty killers against the Oilers they don't really get up too high because they're not worried about Darnell Nurse they're not worried that he's going to beat them out. their their biggest threat are McDavid on one side and Drysettle on the other and Chase on popping out that's what they're worried about so you have to leave someone open and because the Nurse doesn't take a big bomb doesn't have a big one timer from the back end they sag down and when you sag down that's when you start taking shooting pa- or passing lanes away
1: 3-2 Toronto knocking off the Edmonton Oilers tonight at Rogers Place. So the Leafs' record goes to 42-21 and five, as uh, they are now up to six-1 and one in their last eight games. That division is good, is incredible. Yes. I mean, you got Tampa Bay with 108 points, Boston, Boston with 93. They've won six in a row. What was their last regulation loss was, I think, still in January. And uh, now the Leafs up to 89 points. And actually, if you look at the overall standings, Toronto jumps into fourth. They have the same number of points as Calgary, but they're placed higher with the tiebreaker. So the top four in the league are Tampa Bay, Boston, San Jose, and Toronto. Three teams in the same division. That's why a lot of people discuss maybe uh, changing the playoff format. I I know Joe Bowen is the Leafs play-by-play guy. He was on my show last night and said, well, if you're going to have to beat you're not to have to beat
3: these teams somewhere anyway. You're you're right, but what you're doing a disservice to is the fans, because you're. I mean, it's happened every year. It seems like one division has three of the top five or six in the league. All of it in the first round, you're losing too good a team. In the second round, you're losing, and all of a sudden, teams that you the fans want to watch, great teams, are gone too early in the playoffs because of the format. Go. It, it should be one and eight. On both sides like it used to be that way the better teams should have a big advantage for having great seasons so Boston and Toronto what are they two and four and yeah two and right four now
1: they play in the first round. so
3: that, that's not right that the second or fourth best place t- best team in the National Hockey League is done in the first round it, it, it makes no sense to me I, I think it's silly and if I was king of the day king <laughs> for a day I would that's the first thing I would change and, <laughs> there, and I uh, ice cream would be free. Those would be the two things that I would do. Those, Nigo, are, those are the two biggest things if I was king for the day. <laughs> those are our
1: adjustments of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. Playoff format and ice cream. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Maple Leafs hang on to beat the Oilers 3-2. You can uh, call us at 780-496-0063. We'll get to the phone lines in a couple of minutes. It, it was an exciting ending. Yes. So that was uh, uplifting and, and thrilling here and almost a, a historic comeback by the Oilers. But obviously, it was 3 nothing for Toronto, and and they were the better team throughout the most of the game. I mean, we know they're deeper, and, and I just thought you know they're 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 quicker like they were able to close off quicker on the orders and when they created a turnover they were able to get it quicker going the other way than most of the orders were especially outside the order's big three
3: well well because you you look at their third line you got patrick marlowe on on the maple leafs third line what's he got 400 goals in in the national hockey league you got cadre who's I, i think he's gonna have 20-25 goals this season he's having a great year and you got Nylander who he's making seven million dollars what a pass a beautiful play made to Muslim that's your third line so when there's a turnover these guys are these guys are all offensive players that they know that when there's a turnover they're gone whereas players on the other second and third and fourth lines I mean they're muckers and grinders and their first thought isn't offense and, and, and they can't have that thought because they'll get themselves into trouble so the depth of the Toronto Maple Leafs is a huge strength of theirs up front and they got three lines and, and hitch talked about it in, in his post game he said you can't fall asleep for a shift and there are, honestly there are teams that could fall asleep for a shift against the Oilers because they've got two lines that aren't going to hurt you. And I, I give them all credit. The second the third and fourth lines for those, they work hard. They battle, they compete, but they're not going to beat you offensively. Yeah. So you can have, it's like when you play golf and you go to one of those, you go to play a golf course, it's tight. Every single hole, it's trees on both sides. There's never a shot that you can relax on. Well, playing against the Toronto, Mal- Toronto Maple Leafs, there's not a shift you can relax on because if you relax against their third line, well, all of a sudden Nylander finds Muzzin backdoor. You relax on their second line, that's where Austin Matthews is playing right now, who's uh, he's going to be a 50-goal scorer in the National Hockey League. They have... Uh, Uh, A a huge luxury in Toronto with the offensive players that they can throw out there. Yeah, I
1: think, and you're right. I mean, those Oilers bottom two lines—they they they will have zone time, but it's like the pucks being—you know—it's being banged around. It's banged into the corner. It's kept alive on the forecheck, but there's not a lot of dangerous chances at the net. And so you may say, okay, for 40 seconds, we did our job. Maybe even we won the shift, but ultimately, it's about goals, not just territory.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, the 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 fourth line of the Toronto. Maple Leafs, they got Tyler Ennis on it and he's been a, a first or second line player at times in his National Hockey League and the Oilers third and fourth line guys, uh, some of them weren't even goal scorers in the minors. So they work hard, they keep momentum going, they do what they have to do, but if you're going to get into a game where you need to score four goals to win, and tonight obviously the, that's what the Oilers needed, the Oilers just don't have the horses to be able to do that. You, you can't ask players to do something they're not capable of doing. And the third and fourth line players of the Oilers, they give everything they have, but you can't expect them to, to chip in every night with offensive goals because they've never done it. And now you're asking just for too much.
1: Whenever the Oilers get to five in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Edmonton South, downtown Northside
3: in Sherwood Park. And scoring his first goal is a Las Vegas Golden Knight. Mark Stone. Is uh, it, is, do they have two already? Oh, no, that was no, the first No, that's one. the first goal. Oh, early one, though. So it, already that $76 million contract paying, paying dividends. off.
1: <laughs> one nothing Vegas leading Vancouver just 2 minutes and 12 seconds into the first period. Here at Rogers Place, the Oilers' four-game winning streak is over. The Maple Leafs win at 3-2. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Jordan standing by. Jordan, nice to hear from you, man. Go ahead.
0: Hey guys, uh, yeah, I gotta be completely honest, I uh, didn't get a chance to watch the game. I'm headed to our uh, hockey team, Rec League 30 there in the garage, I'm gonna talk to the boys. But from the end of the soccer analysis, it sounded like desperate playoff hockey near the end. Is that accurate?
1: Well, they got two goals with their goalie pulled with the sixth attacker on, and Nuge and Clefbaum finished some good chances, and Cassian was robbed on a good chance. Did the Oilers. Again, like Rob was saying, did they put the effort in? I, I don't think the effort was was the issue. I think they got beat.
3: Toronto has Toronto has a better lineup. Simple as that. The effort was there. Uh, although it, it, when McDavid crossed the line and you could tell that the play was developing with Cassian, I'm thinking in my head, if this if this goes in, if Cassian scores here, maybe fate is with the Oilers yeah, this year. Kid. Maybe this will be a playoff team if they can come back. From three nothing down in the last he minute had and a half, point would have been a theft there, of a point. There was yeah. no way if they scored there to tie that up. There was no way that they weren't going to get the second point. But eventually, the odds went the way it, it normally would. You don't normally come back from three down with a minute and a half to go. And Freddie Anderson, as he did uh, a number of times tonight, came up with a big save at the right moment. It's five Yeah, holes. I got
5: to stay
0: i got to say, like, I wasn't really expecting us to even be close. Um, I, I think the last time we've cracked 500 and here's Toronto playing for, you know, division. And I, I just don't know, like, as a fan, and, and you know, guys know, I've been calling for a lot of years. I'm diehard. Um, I don't know if I trust this owner and brass to kind of... Make the changes necessary. You look at how fast Calgary and Toronto have turned it around from where they were in the basement, and I just kind of feel like uh, I'm tired of waiting for other teams to lose ahead of us. When when when, the, when is this team going to be built the right way, and what what are the signs to look for if we want to come back and and, and follow the team closer again?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, there's going to be obviously a big decision with a general manager, and then yeah, I think with a with a coach as well. And you're right. I mean, the Oilers should be it should be a deeper team. They, there should be more around them. I mean, whether you have McDavid or Drysdale or not, you should have a better roster. And, and like you and I have, have talked, Rob, there are, if you, you could go to the NHL website and sort the goal scoring leaders and scroll off the first couple pages with the guys over 30 and check out the guys between 15 and 20 or, or already over 20, and you'll see the guys that you you might think, oh, well, that's he's he's not a star but he's got he's got 20 the Oilers well, could use a guy like that
3: tonight you and I were talking we were looking at the San Jose Sharks win tonight and Timo Meyer who I would always think of as a third line type player he scored his 24th and 25th and he's probably going to score 30 goals on the season he's someone that no one even talks about he's going to be a 30 goal scorer possibly in the National Hockey League that's what the Oilers need well I mean the top teams i mean he, tonight the toronto maple leafs have patrick marlowe cadrian nylander that's their third line yeah uh, the san jose sharks they have joe thornton on their third line so that is and, and you look at and nothing against kobe cave but i mean this is a guy that was he was in the minors, yeah and he's he's the oilers third line centerman so the oilers depth needs to get better Going forward, that will be the general manager's, the new general manager's job to try to get creative and find a way to battle a salary cap and some contracts that they need to move to find players that can fit in. Uh, having said that, there's a number of players right now that are auditioning to be Edmonton Oilers next year: Cave, is, uh, Cave, Curry, players like that that have shown good things, are probably just playing a little high in the lineup.
1: Yeah, that's the thing for sure. And 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 then then the whoever wins it this year is going to put it all together. And I, and I, Vegas did score again, by the way, 2-0 over Vancouver now. And that's why, you know, people say, well, you know, Shirelli mo- tried to make the team too heavy. You got to be faster. I mean, look, you, d- you need a mix. And, and why mm-hmm. did Washington win last year? They didn't become uh, a team that only relied on body checking, but they, they buckled down more. Like, yeah. they, they played a more physical game. They were willing to be more rugged, when it was called for they you know the old cliche is paying the price but it's worse like okay i'm gonna r- extend to chip the puck out and might get exposed myself to getting drilled but i need to chip it out those last five feet and that's why they finally put it together
3: well and you don't have all of one thing you can't have all skill i mean look vegas went to the finals last year uh, they got players with Bellamare, um reeves they had guys that play certain roles on their team. They got skill, but they also have guys, big, strong guys that can go and get in the forecheck that can be physical down low. Uh, The Oilers, it's going to be interesting whenever they decide who their next general manager is to see what he's capable and able to do because it's not just as easy as saying, you know what, we got to get better so we got to go at A, B, C, and D. Because most
1: teams are looking for the same thing if they want to
3: improve, right? And free agency, A, you got to overpay. And B, the Oilers don't have Cap space to go out and overpay for somebody now coming on the free agent market. They're gonna, their GM is gonna have to get very creative because there's money they got to get rid of, and nobody wants bad contracts. Yeah. So they got to kind of convince somebody here, take this bad contract because fill in the blank. Do us a favor. That's not gonna happen.
1: (laughs) That's not gonna happen. Now maybe there are some younger guys who could push up that wouldn't be making a lot of money, but I don't think they're at the stage where you can say oh, there's a lot of guys that are just going to jump up and play next year because they, you want those guys to play longer in the minors but if possible. For,
3: you, a, you want, or first of all, you want, certainly want that, but you can't push. you got contracts still. Oh, so right, you, yeah. can't so you can't push just push other bring guys. Guy you can't just guy up because guys. you still got a contract. So that's the problem for the Oilers right now is they got contracts that they don't want, but they can't get rid of.
1: 3-2 Toronto wins it tonight at Rogers Place. The Leafs are coached by Mike Babcock. His comments, courtesy BDO, First Call, Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees.
2: Well, you get the first goal in each of the three periods in and around that. What did you like about your team's play here tonight that got you the victory? Well, I we played well. I thought uh, we had lots of guys go on, and I thought we uh, controlled the puck. We're heavy on the cycle, did lots of really good things. I thought Matthew's line was... A really strong. Uh, played a lot against the McDavid group and I uh, did a real good job. Obviously, I'd like to have the last two minutes back. We couldn't figure out quite where to stand at the end, but um, that'll give us good tape to go back and take a look at it and uh, fix that so, uh, you know, you can't give up that but I thought Fred was real strong and, and so it was a good win and obviously five or six points on the road was good.
0: How did that last two
2: minutes look the first time through from the bench? Well, just I mean, you got to stand in the right spots. you just got to do, we know how to do that we know how to do it pretty well but if you don't stand in the right spots they make you look bad and I thought uh, that's what we did uh, no different than a five on three penalty kill if you're three people stand in the right spot it's hard to score it's the same when you're six on five If the three people at the bottom are in the good spot so you know we made some mistakes there but uh, it'll be a good learning thing for us and move on.
3: In the league where it's so hard to be consistent what allows John Tavares to to all this well,
2: that's because he just does it right every day. You know, and I think he's a real kind of message to everybody on our team is when you prepare well and you are, do it right every day, you, you tend to get lucky every game. And if you don't do it right, you're hit and miss. And so that's why it's so important uh, for our young people to be around him just see how he prepares and how he works and how diligent he is and how hard he competes, and in the end you're rewarded. 25th birthday today for Morgan. Mike, where have you seen his growth this season? Yeah, I was mentioning to him he's getting to be a bit of an old guy, but, uh, (laughs) you know, when you think you arrive at the league, you're 18 years old and it goes in a hurry, but uh, Mo's a a guy who's turned himself into a high, high, high high-end player in the league, one of the best players on the back for sure and is good offensively and defensively, but he also has an elite drive train. He can play all night and he brings it every day and no different than a guy like Tavares. He's a real good pro and wants to be a great pro and so we're lucky to have him. Quick
6: turnaround with Tampa on Monday and the trip home. How do you get?
2: what well, we're trying to do, we're staying over here tonight and then flying tomorrow and then playing Tampa. I mean, it's uh, they don't care where you came from, and so we'll be, do everything we can to prepare and play well. And so we're going to need a real good effort. Tampa's a real good team. Uh, they've separated themselves from the group, obviously, and so uh, we've played them well this year. we just got to get back, get energized, get hydrated, and get ready to go. Travel safe. Thank players. you. Thank you.
1: Alright, that's Mike Babcock, coach of the Maple Leafs Scott Johnson working the visitors dressing room tonight, the Maple Leafs beat the Oilers 3-2, they led 3-0 the Oilers get two goals in the last two minutes of the third, Zach Cassian had an open chance to tie it, denied by Freddie Anderson and the Oilers four game winning streak is over, we have Derek at 780 496 0063 Hi Derek
5: Hey, hey Reed, how are you doing? Good he haven't talked to you for a while uh, what an electrifying uh, game tonight from what I heard I finally saw it during the second third series but yeah it's
2: a pretty good hawk
1: well it's a good atmosphere when, when the Leafs and the original six teams come to town for sure a lot, of, a lot of chanting back and forth and the Oilers probably made the game a little more tense than, the, than obviously Papcock and the Leafs were hoping and the score probably flatters Edmonton a little bit but yeah it was always fun when you get a night like this on. All right, hey. Derek, we're, we're going to finish the play with you, buddy. You've already got an eight-day parking pass at EIA, courtesy Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport Parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Here is the hint sent in by Toronto, and now we've got a penalty coming against
5: Edmonton. Was it Nugent Hopkins on the far side? Yep, it was, but well, the has got to get
1: pucks out when they have a chance. They had a puck to outlet up the right side boards, and now Toronto's got a very good power play. All right, so the Nuge going to the box in the first period. How many penalty minutes does he now have on the season? 22 or 62? 22. Is absolutely right. Your name's also going to go in the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. All right, if you're on hold, we will get to you after the 8.30 news and weather. You will also hear from Anthony Stollers, who makes a s- start tonight for the Oilers in place of an ill Miko Koskinen. Another day is
0: here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. We're live in Studio 99. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse, Overtime Open Live.
3: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line
1: on Oilers Radio, 630-10. Here come the leaks. Patrick Marlowe. left wing picked up by Riley. Back in front. What a save by Stollers. Knew where it was going the whole way and robbed Patrick Marleau. Anthony Stollers, his first start as an oiler. He makes 37 saves but takes the loss as Toronto wins it tonight, 3-2 at Rogers Place. Here's Stollers for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. I just felt it was better to, you know,
6: for me, just kind of uh, take, take, take the day off, get some rest. I think he was too sick. Uh, I woke up to a text this morning from uh, from Schwartzy, and I was like oh here you know here we go and I mean you know I'm no stranger to uh, you know having to get thrown in there I've had some instances in Philly where uh, you know probably could top you know top this one with uh, you know Noivy collapsing and uh, you know just circumstances like that so something I'm used to uh, You did a couple of
1: games against the Leafs already this year. Right.
6: Yeah. Yeah, my uh, first game with Philly was, uh, was was against Toronto and I played uh, obviously the last time we played them so I kind of had a you know a little feeling out process for them.
5: Same uh we didn't have much of the chance in those goals would be
6: uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you look down at the other end and, you know, Freddie's making save after save, so you're just trying to match him and, uh, you know, matches compete and, you know, you you obviously feel the energy from the crowd that, uh, you know, what a big save can do. So, uh, you know, obviously I would have liked to, uh, especially that second one, I think it kind of hits my knob and then I don't know if it redirects or just pops, you know, straight up and goes in. But, uh, you know, obviously it's a tough one, but, uh, you know, definitely a lot of fun to play in this game. Now the first one, it looked like Tavares just waved his stick in front of your face to- is the shot. Here. Uh, yeah, I think it. Uh, I think Brozzi told me it went off his shin pad, so okay. it kind of changed directions on me, and it's uh, slowly picking it up.
1: That is Anthony Stollers, goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers, so he takes the loss tonight. 3 2, Toronto wins it. Stollers, very good. Anderson, excellent for the Maple Leafs. So there's the story. Stollers wakes up to a text message from goalie coach Dustin Schwartz You're in, baby. Koskinen
3: and sick. I don't know if that's exactly what it said. but It might have been. I know Schwartz. That sounds like something he'd say. And and, and good on Stoller's coming in and playing as well as he did. It's, it's tough when you come into a new team. You want to, to make a good impression. Then you're sitting there for so long, and all of a sudden, here's my chance. I want to make good on my first chance to prove what I'm capable of doing in a big game. And he did an excellent job. Milan
1: Lucic did not dress for the Oilers. I know they've referenced he's been having some uh, hip issues tonight, so he was out of the lineup. Ty Ratty came in and played as the Oilers fall three-two. All right, we have Tony at seven-eight-zero-four-nine-six-zero-zero-six-three. Good evening, Tony.
7: Hey, how are you guys?
5: Pretty good. Said Hey, listen, um, <clears throat> appreciate the show, um, and uh, just I agree with uh, what with what Rob is saying in regards to not having. Uh, a decent shot or a bomb from, from the top on the power play um, Sakara's back I'm surprised they haven't used him I know in the past they had used him and he had a, a decent shot I, I thought and the other thing too is um, with the McDavid and Dreisaitl, um, you know all the teams are figuring it out uh, I mean they're they're telegraphing the pass and they're they're putting the sticks in, in the lanes to, to deflect it so I totally agree with what you're saying Rob and um, you know they should change it up a little bit but I, I'd like to have you guys' opinion on the casting because I think he's made a beast uh, to be honest through the last uh, probably 15 games and he's playing probably the best he's played in, in a long time so thanks very
1: much <laughs> yeah well good call on Cassian I mean, he, had to, he had scored in four straight coming into tonight I, I think for him Rob it, it's consistency yep. because there's been flashes while he's been an Oiler even earlier in his career and then obviously he went through you know some personal issues but it's just, it's just the consistency, and and, uh, and and Tony's right. This is a pretty extended stretch where he's been effective.
3: No, he, he's been good, and the coaching staff is noticing it, and he's getting the ice time. He's out in important minutes. I mean, he had the chance in the last thirty seconds that McDavid set him up on. He wasn't in the last two and a half years. He wouldn't have been on the ice for the Oilers in that situation. But uh, he's played well enough. He deserves it. When he was, he was a first round draft pick, and there was you know fairly high expectations he's a big strong guy he's got not a bad shot he's a great skater he plays with edge Uh, he's physical he's got all the attributes and he's had cups of coffee with top players before he's played with the Sadines before Uh, he's played with Leon he's played with Connor but what he hasn't been able to do it is put it together for you know 20 30 40 50 60 games not every game is going to be a gem there's going to be Unless your name is McDavid or so there's going to be off games in that stretch, but they've got to be fewer and far between. But he has now put together a stretch that he's earned the trust of, uh, of his coaches, of his teammates, and he's getting the ice. And again, when we talk about guys auditioning for jobs next year, uh, and we talk about guys like Cave and Curry and, and players like that, so is Cassian. He has another year on his contract, but it, it, as much as Zach Cassian talks about the fact that last year when he was playing with Letestia at the end of the year, and this year was Karen Brodzek. Yeah, we're going to be the best fourth line in the National Hockey League. Every player wants to be a first or a second line player. I mean, you you accept your role and you and you play as well as you can in the role that you're given, but you'd like a little bit of gravy time. You want to play with Connor McDavid. You want to play with Leon Dreisaitl, and he's making a case right now that, you know what, maybe you don't have to go outside of uh, of Edmonton to find who can play with those guys. Maybe you need to fill another spot this summer with someone else because he wants to be there.
1: Would you say, because I still, I realize he's, he's getting some more points lately. I still don't consider Cassian a, a, a great puck handler. Like, nope. I don't think his puck skills are great. So, but I, I feel like he's been dumping it in, shoot it in, get it off my stick, shoot it quick if I get it. And I think he has to play that way, especially if he's with guys who can handle the puck.
3: It's it's a, a, a tricky thing playing with players like Connor, playing with players like Leon, because you start trying to think you have to play like them. You start thinking, oh, I got to make plays. I've got to do this, and it gets you out of your comfort zone. It gets you away from what made you successful. And you got to remember, you were put on this line not to change who you are. You're put on this line because we like the attributes you bring. And I think that Zach has been doing that. He's coming in. He's not forcing plays. And a lot of times, guys will try and, oh, i got to get it to Connor. Well, oh, gotta...
1: now I'm on this line. So, yeah.
3: now, so now I'll throw it somewhere where I shouldn't. It gets tipped away. Now it goes the other way. So what he'll do is he'll put pucks in corners, and he'll go and chase. And putting a puck in deep and, and dumping a puck in isn't a bad play if you put it in the right area to allow your forecheck to get going. He keeps plays alive. And I know that Hitch was kind of tongue-in-cheek when he said it the other day, he knows he's got four seconds, and he's got to pass to one of those right. guys, but he's not holding on to the puck too long as either. He's making the plays, and if there's no play, he's making the smart decision with the puck, and that's huge.
1: Tony also asked about the the bomb from the point. I, I still think Cleft bomb, now we don't know for sure how he's feeling with the hand, if he can shoot it as hard as he would like. He did score a goal today, cutting it off the point. I still think he's the best option on the point on the power play. Uh, Secretary doesn't have a big shot, but he's probably the best. He's a very good passer.
3: He's smart. I, I, I don't. I think both Clefbaum and Nurse have passed him in, in terms of operating reg- the point. Yes, I think he's. I mean, he's on the the back end of his career. He's coming off two major injuries. Uh, Nurse is getting better every year, Kleffbaum is getting better every year. I agree, I think bomb in a perfect world, if he's, if his hand was completely healthy, he would be the guy back there. And you never know, you may see him there sooner than later. We heard Hitch talk about they're going to have to make some changes. They're going to have to find things to, to create from the back or up top. And clef bombs capable of doing that. Having said that, neither bomb or Nurse has the, the bomb that you would want. Having said that, Toronto Maple Leafs, they don't have it either. Riley is good, and, and I thought he was excellent. Hitch said he was one of the stars of this game, and I agree. I, it's nice seeing him play up close and real and, and in live. Like That guy is good, but and he scored tonight, but he doesn't have a bomb. It's not like you're thinking Sheldon Surrey back there, Al McInnes. But he gets pucks on net and what he's very good at is he's creating lanes to shoot. He moves well laterally along the blue line, giving himself a chance to get the puck on net.
1: 5.43 left in the first period in Vancouver. The Golden Knights now lead the Canucks 5-1. The game not even 15 minutes old. It is 5-1 Vegas leading Vancouver as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. Blackhawks beat the Stars. 2 1. Hurricanes knock off the Predators 5 3. Coyotes win on home ice 4 2 against the Kings. The Avalanche shoot down the Sabres 3 0. Sharks win 3 2 in overtime against the Blues. Bruins get by the Senators 3 2. Lightning over the Red Wings 3 2. Flyers down the Islanders 5 2. Rangers dump the Devils 4 2. Next to opponents for the Oilers. Blue Jackets beat the Penguins 4 1. The Oil Kings home tomorrow, 4 o'clock, here at Rogers Place against. Kootney, so the Oilers uh, remain seven points out of a playoff spot, and obviously a couple of teams ahead of them, with uh, Colorado and Arizona both winning tonight as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Leafs beat the Oilers three two. We have Robert standing by. Hey, Robert.
7: Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Good. Well, I mean, tonight I think uh, I think uh, that new goalie uh, Soler's. I thought I thought I thought tonight he was fine. I thought he. He uh, he held his own, and I mean, you know, I mean, what, I think uh, what, you know, uh, you, uh, you you fall behind uh, uh, three nothing to to most teams in the NHL, you're probably not gonna you're probably you're, you're probably not gonna come back. So I mean, so to see the Oilers fight and claw right to the end to make it three two there late, I think uh, I think that well, I think that shows that they're I don't know I mean I think it shows that, the, that there's uh, there's there's some slight Improvement there, but I mean, I think uh, at this point, I mean, with uh, 14 games to go, I mean, I think if they're gonna if they, they want to make the playoffs realistically, I think they got to win minimum 11 if not
5: yeah. 12.
1: Yeah, well, that's Rob and I have, have talked about that. I mean, it's it's great they're playing better and getting wins lately, but the reality is it's a very slim chance, and and we've been saying, Rob, as they got to 16, 17, 18 games left and now down to 14, they can basically lose four games. And here's now one. Like that you can maybe, and even that, I mean, even going, so they won their previous four, mm-hmm. so they lose today, so they got 14 left. So if you were to finish even 14 and four, that's still not a guarantee to get you in. No,
3: it's not, and it's not how they're playing now. It's how they played earlier that's put them in this position. Yeah. And, and the, the, the thing that it's, it scares you as well, too, going forward, there's going to be games down the stretch that the Oilers outplay their opposition and bounces go against them. And we've, saw, we've seen that on, on an earlier road trip where they went to Montreal and Pittsburgh where they outplayed the teams but lost games. It just it works out. You, just because you outplay a team doesn't mean you get the two points at the end of the night. And that's what scares you is there's going to be nights like that coming in. So the Oilers are in a tough situation. Tonight would have been huge. And yep. uh, this is one of those ones, you, it's like when Minnesota went into Tampa and beat Tampa. Nobody in, in, that's chasing the Minnesota Wild thought that was going to happen. And tonight, down 3 nothing, they were to come back and, and sneak a point out of this. This would have been huge going forward. Having said that, short memory, you have a, a couple very winnable games against teams that are both banged up and have traded away a number of players coming up in, in, against the Rangers and the Devils. Start another streak and feel good about yourself. The, the real test is going to be when they get on the road again, when they start playing in Arizona, in Vegas, those type of games. That's where they're going to have to steal some points. I feel they'll win the next two on home ice, but then they got to st- steal some games in places that they're not expected to win.
1: 3-2, the Leafs win it tonight. Freddie Anderson big in the Leafs net. You'll hear from him when we get back. We're live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. Six thirty. Chair three two tonight at Rogers Place. Freddie Anderson, huge in goal for the Leafs. Here, here's comments for BDO First Call Debt Solutions. Bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees.
2: I know things uh, got tight near the end. Uh, on the whole, over 60 minutes, what you like about your club's performance and then from yours obviously to that uh, enable Toronto to uh, get a win in a tough,
7: tough building here? Uh, I thought we came up pretty strong uh, right away and uh, had a good first period. Uh, um, obviously a little seeing eye shot there by Mo, but uh, I thought we had some good looks and eliminated their chances really and uh, yeah kept that up for the second obviously we got in a little bit of a penalty trouble but uh we wrote we uh, we're able to uh have to survive that and and then move on a good coordination amongst the three defensive
2: parents especially back there communicating and, and minimizing the amount of time they would have to spend near you
7: yeah i thought we did a good job i thought we were, we were playing in their zone a lot uh, a lot today and um obviously at the end they, they come uh, kind of threw everything at us and Made some good plays but uh, but overall i thought we were able to just stay the pressure pretty good was well, it tough to keep your cool when they get the two goals
6: and then have another great chance
7: uh, right after it? Uh, i mean you can't really worry about it you got to move on uh, pretty quick and um, yeah, let the past be what it is and yeah, try to make that safe
1: well freddie anderson looked very cool in the toronto net tonight out dueling anthony stolers in goal for the edmonton oilers the leafs win at 3-2 john tavares The first star tonight, he had a goal and two assists. Dreisaitl named the second star of the game. So uh, late in the third period with a couple of assists, he keeps his point streak alive, stretching it out to 13 games, 20 points over that run. Morgan Riley named the third star of the game. I, I might have picked both goalies. They were both pretty good. I
3: agree. I thought both goalies were excellent. I thought Morgan Riley was excellent as well. Joe won face-off trivia. Which Maple Leaf
1: scored a hat-trick against the Oilers February 23rd, 1990? He would later play for the Oilers, Vincent Domfus. So Joe goes into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card courtesy Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved, alpinecredits.ca. Okay, a couple more calls here. We have Tyler standing by. Hey, Tyler, go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Good, Tyler.
7: Uh, That's good. Um, I I didn't really watch a whole lot of the game, but... uh, Listening to it, it sounded like Stoller's played quite well. Um, my thoughts, I'm just curious, because um, he has to play, what, nine more games to be retained as an RFA?
1: Uh, now it's down to eight because he had to appear in... He had to have 10 appearances of 30 minutes or more. So it would be down to eight now. And it honestly, Tyler, it doesn't seem like the Oilers are that worried about about that.
5: Oh, okay. No.
7: Uh, I was just curious, after tonight's performance, did you think that maybe they might try and keep him as an RFA just so he doesn't try to venture elsewhere? Or
3: As long as the others are in the playoff race, they will not look to him at all. That that's at not They're not even worried about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he might play, now that they've seen him, maybe it's more likely he starts a back-to-back. They have one next weekend, and they have another one April 1st and 2nd. But, but I mean, right now they're saying, Hitch has said they're going to ride Koskinen as long as they feel there's at least a remote chance of making the playoffs. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, but good I mean a good start for him. He did what yep. he could and he was under fire. I mean the second half of the first period was all Toronto.
3: Yeah. And well and he, he again is auditioning for for a job whether it be here, here yeah. with the Oilers or with someone. And and he's not uh, naive. He understands what the Oilers' situation is. They need a backup goalie next year. They need someone to push Koskinen. So whether he becomes an unrestricted free agent or stays as a restricted free agent, I don't think that will have a lot of bearing on I mean he could still if he's unrestricted he can still sign with the Edmonton Oilers he's going to be looking around for a job at season's end and uh, I think whenever he gets an opportunity right now to show his wares to the, to the management here he's going to do the best he can simply to try and find another contract
1: alright let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room one more time here is the captain Connor McDavid
5: Maybe just a thought overall on what the difference was tonight, Connor. They're, just a, they're a good hockey
6: team. They are, uh, you know, they're solid all over. They're, uh, you know, they never make mistakes. They're um, obviously skilled. They just come at you in waves. So, you know, they're, they're a good team. I thought our goalie was good, held us in, and gave us a, at least a little bit of a chance there.
5: You guys had some opportunities with the man advantage. What did, did you see, maybe not quite clicking there, that you, were you seeing chances you liked or what did you think?
6: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird. I didn't mind our chances on the power play. Um, you know, we had our looks, but we had a tough time getting in this as well so um, you know, overall they're a good time we kill but um, you know we had our chances we just got to bear down
1: thanks all right that's Connor McDavid Brendan Escott working the Oilers dressing room they lose 3-2 to the Maple Leafs we'll get Gary on the open line as well Gary welcome to the show
5: welcome um, Reed and Rob um, I just got a few comments that I'd like to make I know that the Edmonton Oilers don't have any cap room and we've got contracts with Petrovic and Manning and some real dead contracts. We probably have the best four players in Connor and Nuge and Leon and and Nurse, for sure. But looking at us, and this is a question I'll throw at you, Rob, and and also you, uh, Reed. Regarding the Oilers, I mean, we're probably looking at a three-year situation in reference to getting rid of some of these contracts no different than the Toronto Maple Leafs did, and uh, they got rid of a lot of contracts. I heard they got rid of about $20 million, and then it took them about about three years to, to get back on track, and, and then secondly, I'll, I'll back that up with the Islanders didn't get rid of anybody, and they've gone on a, quite a run, so I'll leave those two questions to you and, and hear what you guys have to say, thanks.
1: Yeah, well, it's a good question. The, the Oilers need to add forwards who can score. Yep. At least a couple. Can they do something with Lucic's deal? I mean, that's the big one, obviously. That's going to be tough. I mean, that's that's an obstacle.
3: It, it is. It's going to have to be very creative because as of the last little while, it's a $6 million hit on your third or fourth line. Yeah. Um, a new GM, if, if he wants to move, first of all, Le- or Milan decides where he wants to go. And if he wants to, if, yeah. he's got he's got a no movement clause, so it's not like even if the GM decides he wants to get creative, it doesn't really matter if Milan says no. Um, there's other contracts. you know, the Manning who's down in the minors right now, making two and a half million dollars. I mean, that's a pretty big. And hit he's for, still
1: under contract for next, for next year. year. Petrovich is not, but yeah.
3: But I mean, Manning right now, he would be, in all honesty, he'd probably be the Oilers' tenth or eleventh defenseman on the depth chart. He's making $2.5 million. So uh, it's good. they're going to have to get creative. I don't. I, I hope that this is not a
1: three-year. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, it's hard to say how long it's going to take. because, and, and Gary said there have been teams where it's been like, well, even the Oilers of two years ago, yeah. the Islanders of this year, where it didn't look like it would progress that fast. Do I think the Oilers are in a situation to be a Stanley Cup contender next year? No, I no. don't. Do I think they could get into the playoffs next year? Sure, absolutely they can. But they, but they gotta, they gotta have more depth scoring, and and probably need to move. Well, they do need to move the puck better out of their own end.
3: Well, you, the, the sixth defenseman they have, I, I'm not as worried about that. I'm worried about the depth on their on their wings and what you're gonna do to get scoring depth for Leon, Connor, and Ryan. Leafs win it 3-2 over the Oilers. Next up.
1: Rangers on Monday, 530 face-off show. The game will start at 7 here on 630 Chet. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer, and to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Oilers Hockey is presented by Osmond Auction. You can get more on 630chet.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This has been Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.